Welcome back to Legit Bat. This is a conversation we have with Kevin and Brian from It's a Hard Rock Life. Check them out wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy. Hard Rock Life. Yeah, we're here with the team from Legit Back Podcast. What's up, guy? Team, the crew. Yeah, the crew. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having us. Degenerates. Okay. You degenerates. <laughs> you guys are totally, I, I love what you guys are doing because it's completely open-minded. And you, you, well, you'll talk about anything and you'll fucking tear it apart and laugh at it. And I think that's great. And thanks for the theme song. It always reminded that's me a cool of... cool theme song. Yeah, it always reminded me of um, Fifth Element when they're in the airport. And those Rastafarians were uh, burning the bugs, the pests that were underneath the ships. Yeah. And they were playing some reggae. <laughs> it's pretty yep. rad. Yeah, it's funny because that was a, a quick, like, five-minute session on GarageBand way before we started the podcast. And I we literally went to go find, well, I was looking for some kind of intro music. And I cut up one of the songs I made and was like, I guess that works. <laughs> then kind of overlaid some sound effects. And it's just been that ever since. We kind of just stuck with it. Oh, yeah, that totally works. When did you guys start doing this? Uh, August of 2020. But we had talked about doing it for about a year before that and just never just started pushing play. I mean, that's really all it was in the beginning. But uh, we had all the equipment and everything and just never got around to it until 2020 hit. And then we're like, dude, we have a lot of stuff we could probably talk about because this this shit is crazy. So yeah, the content came rolling in. Yeah, it wrote itself pretty much. It was just, all right, let's hit record. We'd get drunk and I'd call Ben and be like, let's do this. And that's how it started. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. W- would you guys mind introducing yourselves to our audience? Uh, of course. I'm Joe. Uh, my wife, Jen, is the co-host. Hello. Say hi, Jen. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi. And then uh, Ben <laughs> Ben is our other host who normally makes it, but he has uh, busier lives than we do, so... But Ben, say some words for the folks. Well, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having us on. Uh, always, always nice to meet new people. Yeah. Um, and I know a, a lot of times we'll we'll talk about the same subjects with either different hosts and stuff. But it's always it's always good to be on a new podcast and get invited. So thank you guys for having us. Yeah, anytime, anytime, guys. I'm glad you guys decided to do it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, you guys are pretty hard rock, in my opinion. <laughs> that's totally that's totally why I reached out too, because I mean it's, you know, talking about certain shit. You can only find a certain circle you can nowadays. And yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's growing. There, it is growing. I mean, I guess it's since we got into the whole podcasting thing, we realized how much more people out there actually think, you know, semi logically and uh, middle of the road kind of than I ever thought before. You just watch the news or, I mean, even go down, you know, like I always say to your local Walmart, it does seem a lot more dire, but then you start talking to people all over, all over the world and it's like, I have this. I think we got this. Yeah. Everyone, a lot more people have things in common than uh, you'd think by watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's meant to make you think that too, I believe. Totally. Yeah, totally. It's the fucking MSM. It's just evil. It's fucking evil. <laughs> I don't know how long I could have the fan off. Yeah, it's really hot in here. We had the fan on, but it was like uh, you could hear it very clearly. <laughs> but you guys have a whole ass studio in there. That's pretty cool. There's only half of it. Sweltering. Yeah, it's pretty hot up here. It's an old shoe factory or some shit. Like this, the rest of this town in uh, South Shore, Massachusetts. Fucking Massachusetts. How close is that to your hometown? To Chelmsford? How far are you from Chelmsford? Oh, Chelmsford is that 
that, what is that like Western Mass or something? No, it's by Lowell. Oh, that's uh, north. Oh, yeah. That's up north. Okay. Uh, probably an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we're like forty-five minutes south of Boston. Mm-hmm. And you have like sixty uh, percent less the accent than I would expect for a Massachusetts. Yeah, I try. I try not to have that fucking accent. <laughs> <laughs> the army ruined it for yeah. me. Jesus, it's <laughs> terrible. It comes out once in a while, but you know. That's funny because uh, one of the first things I said to Jen when I met her was, "You don't have that accent, do you? Please tell me you don't have that accent." Yeah, that's <laughs> it's not attractive <laughs> on a guy or yeah. a girl. <laughs> yeah, we never had the accent though. My stepdad had the accent, and my family really didn't. It was just a. It, it's not like everyone talks like that in Boston. It's just a stereotype. Well, yeah, it's the same with yeah, California. Yeah, but it's not not everyone in California is like, "Yo, bruh." <laughs> you say that. <laughs> We do say that more than I would like, but it's out of habit. But we're not all uh, long-haired surfers. So you're not all shredding the gnar. (laughs) No, but we like to say that shit because it sounds hilarious. Yeah, hella cool. (laughs) One, everybody puts it in movies. So that is California to a lot of people. Yeah. Joe and I were younger. We went over to Knoxville, Tennessee for a week. And we met a shitload of people when they found out that we were from California. They're like, dude. Do you live on a beach? <laughs> no, I was like, dude, I can count on two hands how many times I've seen the fucking ocean. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, we don't live next to Hollywood. We don't know any celebrities. We're 12 hours north of everything that you see in the movie, in the middle of nowhere, in the mountains. That's it. If yeah. We're in buttfuck Egypt compared, that's what they think of us down in So I love buttfuck Egypt. That's great. Yeah, everybody <laughs> loves buttfuck Egypt. Now, everybody, uh, it, there's kind of a a divide between North and Southern California. Uh, us up here don't really like them people a whole lot. <laughs> and they, they don't really like us because we're just a bunch of inbred hints well, to them. But first of all, to most of the state, if you say you're from NorCal, they think San Francisco, and San Francisco is four and a half hours south of us. People never, or for the most part, some people do. They When they're on the East Coast, all of the East Coast states, for the most part, are pretty close together. And so you go to California and it's 14 hours long and six hours wide. So when people say Northern California or NorCal, they're typically talking about like the Bay Area. And when they say SoCal, they're talking about LA, which is about six hours, seven hours difference. Well, we're four or five hours north of all of that. Again, like Joe said, in BFE. So when you say I'm from Northern California to other lower part Californians, they're like, oh, I like the Bay Area. I'm like, nah, we're the Bay Area doesn't like us either. And we don't like them. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, California's huge, man. <laughs> Third largest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, uh, Massachusetts is the size of a, a small county in California. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's like every time she'd be like, oh, I went to Connecticut and then I did this and that. I'm like, wow, that's a long ass trip. Then I look at the map. You jump back. <laughs> oh, no, I, I traveled that far to work this morning. That's crazy. Yeah, totally, man. Everyone complains about Boston traffic, which is, like, horrific, but L.A. traffic, I've sat in that before. That is fucking horrible. <laughs> I sat. The reasons we get to LAX during rush hour. Oh, my God, dude. It took two hours. Two hours. Three to people at a stoplight up here, and I'm like, fucking traffic. <laughs> yeah. And it's so nice. I don't miss traffic at all. We went home to visit uh, a couple of years ago, and Joe wanted to drive, and I was like, okay, here you go, have fun. Because <laughs> he's, like, never driven in a city before. I mean, I know you have a little bit, but... Yeah, I grew up on me how to drive from commuting from Chelmsford to Boston for work. Yeah, it, 
It's like it's, the it's third... a brutal little trip that takes a long time. <laughs> it's like the third worst drive. Minutes, point yeah. five minutes to an hour. <laughs> what happens when you cram everybody on top of each other? Oh, no wonder they're so pissed off. Like Rogan says, it's fucking cold. They're all jammed in like sardines, and they all drive like shit. I'd yeah, if I live there too. They're very competitive. I I learned to drive that way. I had to unlearn that because when I started driving, I was like, okay, I'm the king of the road. I'm not letting anybody get in front of me. I'm I'm gonna pass everybody, and that's how everybody else drives. So imagine that. It's so fun. And imagine the article I just saw saying that Massachusetts was just gonna get an influx of um, you know immigrants, yeah, stuff sure. like that. And they just passed a law saying that they don't need, they they can like just get licensed. Isn't the border like open now? Is are people just like fucking swarming? It? They can get driver's licenses as soon as they get into Massachusetts. That's amazing. Oh, but for those of us, <laughs> about them being legal with a driver's license when they're illegal anyway. Yeah. Photo ID though? Do they mean just a regular ID that's issued by the DMV, not an operating license? That's not allowed. I've just I've seen. I, I've seen roads. I'm on the fucking road every day, and I, it's just baffling some of the shit I see. <laughs> and it's people who definitely... Let me cut you off there, dude. I don't oh, mean no. to cut you off. We always start talking at the same time. No, no, it's good. I was just about to say, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I agree with Jen. I, there's no way that they're giving them actual DLs, but at the same time, if they did, I would be like... Well, every time I change my address, I got to go pay 35 bucks to get a new one. You need to fuck yourselves, guys. Mm. I still got to pay 160 bucks a year for a 12-year-old car just to register. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Tax on tax on tax. <laughs> yeah, you Cal- California has taxes like we do. Kind of. Fucking retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked retarded. Wicked retarded. And it took... They were working that sounded the- natural. <laughs> and they were, they were working on the... They were working on the Sagamore today and um, <laughs> fucking took two hours to even get up to it. And I think they finished on my way home out of the cave. And I think they're done placing the charges. No, that's good. Yeah. We're going to blow it up. Placing the charges? Char- yeah, charges. Are they I'm just going up? along with the <laughs> destruction of our infrastructure. That seems to be what's going on. Oh, gotcha. They probably are setting charges. It's a good metaphor. It's 9 11 soon. Right? <laughs> One of the only ways it. No, that was the first place my mind went. Get some. We're talking the World Trade Center. Get some moving. It's, it's one of the only two ways in and out of the Cape, you know, by the canal. That makes sense. Yeah, why not put charges there and blow it the fuck up? Dude, that would give me fucking claustrophobia, like New York, how there's like only so many ways out, unless you want to take the long way. Like, that, no, I didn't have I'm just on open ass roads for hours on end and I can just go wherever. Fuck that. Yeah. Speaking of going wherever, you guys go wherever on your podcast. And I think that is rad as fuck. And I want to know, you just brought up 9-11. Have you guys gone over 9-11 at all on any of the episodes? One of our first episodes. It was. Yeah, yeah. early on. And we actually did a round table too with a couple other shows uh, pretty early on too and kind of covered the whole thing. And we just haven't really gone back to it besides making jokes since then. Can we go back to it and make jokes now? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Wait, what did you guys go over on there? Like, what, what is what is your take or what is some of the things? I know you guys are very open-minded on your show and I fucking love it. You'll entertain anything. And that we we try to do that here too. Um, what, what is some of the stuff that you entertain when it comes to 9-11? As with most things, my general idea on it is whatever it was, it's not what we're told. Yeah. 
and then you can go from there as to you know which route you take because there's a bajillion different ideas on it there's a lot of fucking retarded ideas on it too like exactly like yeah (laughs) i don't know man you guys ever listen to like judy wood talk about like i don't know like fucking direct energy weapons and all that bullshit and the liquefaction. Yeah. No planes hitting the towers and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, oh, no, they were holograms. Yeah. It's weird because some of the videos you see from different angles, it looks really strange. It does look Whatever strange. Whatever that sure. was, I don't know. If, I think something hit it, but I think it was also helped by, charges. you know, charges, charges tied to the building. Yeah. But the way that it hit did not... Hit did not look like what an uh, airplane would do if it hit a bunch of steel. It was like a knife through butter. It, it, yeah, it looks fucking weird. And it just instantly explodes. Which, you know, jet fuel, whatever. But, you know, the old the old meme, uh, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Well, what about the plane they shot down, though, that they didn't even really find any debris for? And they said that it just... Yeah, Shanksville. Is that Shanksville or something? That was a heroic yeah. dispute within the plane, like the movies... They over, Flight ninety three. Yeah, they they overtook the the terrorists, and yeah. no one was able to fly. But they're all heroes. They're so brave and stunning. Right. I I think it's fucking weird how like all the protocols of a hijacked plane were completely ignored on nine eleven. <laughs> like, there's so many protocols. Like when it comes to people hijacking a plane, they train for that. There's a lot of protocols that they go for, and even trying to get into the cockpit. Like, good luck with a fucking box cutter and a knife, dude. You're not getting right. into a fucking cockpit. But then, you know, they have, they, they, they have, like, they control it remotely. If, like, you know, somebody takes over, if a hijacker takes over a plane, that plane is no longer being controlled by the pilot or the hijacker. Like, they're being remote controlled somewhere else. And... I it, I don't know, man. None of it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, not a big part of the controversy with, you know, 19 hijackers. And go as far as you want into the numerology of all the numbers. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, dude. But being being hijacked by that many hijackers that somehow learned to fly a plane that well that they could thread <laughs> a needle with a plane and fly it not yeah. once, but twice dead on target. Yeah. Just yeah. that stupid. And they found their passports. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mind blowing. Well, yeah, the past two weeks, rise into the side <laughs> of a building, and then a, an FBI agent, of all people, yep. just happens to find their passport. And look whose passport it is. It just happens to be the fucking hijacker. And that's the thing too. This past two weeks, like on the airwaves, like uh, the typical channels that I'd listen to, you probably listen to too. Like they're talking that it's coming out that all those people, the nineteen, were CIA assets. It's, yeah, I was not yeah, a secret anymore. No. I was hoping that that somebody else had seen that because I actually just saw that this morning. Uh, Dan Bongino was saying that it's now coming out and being publicized that I think it was uh, 22 different CIA and FBI agents may have may have allegedly ahead of time knew that they were planning the attack and actually tried to recruit yep. four of the hijackers in L.A., Prior to 9-11. But fuck, dude, if you look at all the criminology that happened that day, when you're not just focused on people talking about how the towers came down, how it was a controlled demolition, if you look at all the people that were actually arrested on the day of 9-11 that they talked about and then just deleted it from the news, like, there was a lot of reports of, uh, what, the like, the dancing Israelis getting pulled over in their van with uh, a van packed with explosives. And they were working for that urban system moving company. Are you guys familiar with that at all? Yeah, the the dancing Israelis is one of those 
just like icing on the cake of weirdness for that day. Absolutely. It's so bizarre of all days and just for somebody to point that out. And it's kind of common knowledge, I guess, in this community. But yeah, what was that? That's the most like, uh, they were detained. Fucking thing. Weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were, they were detained that day and they were detained for, I think like, I could be butchering it, like 72 days or something like that. And they all fucking like hacked their, uh, lie detector tests. Like they either came up inconclusive or failed and nobody talks about it. They were, well, they were CIA assets. Absolutely. I, are you guys familiar with Ryan Dawson at all? Yes. I think I have him scheduled at some point. Oh shit. Dude, that would be phenomenal. Really? Yeah, I I think that's. Yeah. I I I'm really passionate about 9/11, and 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 I think it's really important now, especially for the generation of people that are coming up on the internet that weren't alive then. Yeah, uh, because it's you know we we were alive during the whole hey let's rot their brains with a false narrative. Now you have young dudes coming up and young girls coming up that don't know anything about it. They weren't there to see it. But now is a chance for people of independent media to really put the truth out there. When uh, yeah, it should have been absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. And the problem with trying to put this out there is, especially old stuff like that, people are so sick of hearing about it. Even in this community, that's what they want. Everybody's, everybody's made up their minds one way or another, pretty much, right. as to what they think happened. But everybody's so tired of it that every time you go to rehash it, people are like, "Ah, oh, we already know all this." You know, you have uh, architects and engineers for 9-11 truth yeah out there three thousand plus of them trying to do and they've been doing that for years too and nothing yeah. ever come of it so i i think we need to do what uh what the mainstream media does though keep fucking going at it you know i mean the implications of 9-11 is something that affects us greatly now and, and i mean with the patriot act alone you know the pnac agreement all that shit it all it, it plays a role in today's society in a way that the younger generation doesn't know unless they're told you know well, they don't. They don't realize how passionate everybody was. They didn't see yeah. the aftermath of what happened during nine eleven. We ju- I just talked about the Patriot Act with my parents this last Sunday, and I said it's absolutely ridiculous. I think it was Snowden on Joe Rogan that said when the Patriot Act got passed, it was the equivalent of uh, save the puppies. Nobody's going to say no to save the puppies act. So because they called it the Patriot Act. Just that alone got people to sign it, much less the fact that every bill that gets passed, there's the headline reason that they want you to see, and then there's 67 other things that they're going to pass along with it, and I mean, the whole thing is just fucked up, because then you go to the, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Smith and Munt, Munt and Smith, whatever it is, Act, uh, revision of 2012 that legalized propaganda upon its own citizens, so when you look down the whole thing you go oh yeah we got set up but these new kids that are coming in this is the world that they know that's already been set up for them yeah they don't they don't understand what it was like before and they don't understand the impact that these things had i assume that it's somewhat similar to pearl harbor and the jfk assassination in january 6 oh and now january 6th don't you mention that massacre. <laughs> but I, I assume that it's going to be something like that where they know that it's a big thing in history, but everybody's so divided, especially now, like you said, with this news coming out that it's becoming mainstream about people knowing about it. 
It's just going to be something that people turn their brains off to. Joe said it earlier. People are sick of hearing about it. These kids that weren't there for it and didn't know the world when it happened are already probably sick of hearing about it and couldn't give two cute flying rats ass shits that it happened because they weren't fucking alive. Right. Same with JFK. So that's the problem I have. Now all these things, you know, these FOIA requests, which I... Why would the government give you the truth? Why would they give you that? Yeah, we don't believe them, but as soon as we ask for their documents, we believe their documents that are redacted to fuck. <laughs> right. To make a difference anyway. But no, the, the JFK thing, all these documents start coming out and all the important shit's redacted again. But everybody for a bit there was like, oh, it was a CIA job. Even Norway people a couple months ago were like, oh shit, it looks like the CIA did have involvement in JFK's death. And then guess what? It moved on and, you know. Whatever is in the news right now happened, and nobody cares anymore. And now the only Kennedy that they haven't offed is going to pump it, like the CIA. Down with the CIA. Yeah, he's, he's going to get on our good graces through that, and fucking, we're going to... I hope people still trust a single goddamn person that's in politics. It doesn't trade... Kennedy, for that matter. <laughs> it hasn't changed every four years since I've been alive, but able to observe this shit. Well, what bothers me is, one, that anybody trusts anybody in politics, but two, that anybody trusts anybody in the media. That, that, that to me is I'm even more, because the whole idea, I heard this the other day, uh, I don't remember what I was listening to, uh, but it stuck in my head, is the media is supposed to question the politics. That's the whole point. That's the idea. They're supposed to take, this bill is trying to go through, and pe- the Congress is going to vote on it today. What do you people think? And the public hear about it and go, nah, we don't want any of that. And then the congressmen listen and they don't vote. That, that doesn't happen at all anymore. Most of the time, bills get fucking passed and we don't even know about it. much less how to say in it. I think it happened at, at one point. I do think that at some point that building block was there. But I don't think that it li- lasted very long before it was corrupted. Well, it could have been or it could have been a better illusion of that because it's always been kind of more of an illusion of choice. So it, it right, maybe they, and people get, I want to say people get smarter, but I don't know if that's true, but I, people have access to more information now, I guess. So everybody can kind of see through this ridiculous thing and it's a little harder to keep the illusion going, but I, who knows if it actually ever was something that the people had control of in the first place. In the very beginning. I agree with Ben on that. I think the idea when people started to form a government and some sort of centralized control over another group of people, I think they had good intentions, but it could have been, who knows, six months before they came corrupt. It might not have been, even been a full party change before. Right. They it could have been after the first time they tried it, they realized they could fuck it. Exactly. Yeah, people never do that. You guys talk about the black nobility on your show before, right? I'm not when you guys mentioned the black nobility. I, somebody might have at some point, maybe William Ramsey or something, but uh, we haven't got too far into that, like, deeply yet, at least. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. So what is it? Yeah, have you guys? I mean, long story short, I mean, I'm not, like, an expert on it, but, like, the bloodlines of, like, our political leaders and everybody that runs the country, thus the world, go, yes, like, ancient Egypt, you know, like, the Phoenicians and... Oh, okay. We did talk to Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy a little bit about that. And then it was also, uh, uh, oh, Gary Wayne. He kind of went into that too, but he was tracing it back to like Nephilim and giants and all that stuff, which is super interesting. Yeah, that is super interesting. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's something I love about your podcast. I uh, I willingly admit I, I have not heard too much of your podcast, um, but I know that you guys pretty much tackle anything. You, you're willing to talk about everything, which I think is brilliant. You go into that for a lot of a lot of times. Yes, yeah. and I'm definitely gonna be a subscriber from here on our fourth. <laughs> You're on four. Is that uh, for Massachusetts? Some yeah, that's East that, that's Baker's Mark from, uh, you know, here on fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is a tiny little bottle. I love it. Yeah, it's I a nip. A few nips for tonight. They're about to outlaw them here. The loose juice. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they're going to make nips in Massachusetts. Is that retarded? <laughs> it's because they all the pollution, you know, that's their... They're just outlawing the nips? Yeah. Yeah, they say that, like, there's too many nips on the ground. We're going to outlaw. (laughs) (laughs) So, super funny story real fast. I asked Joe to get us some nips for the plane ride when we went to, I don't know, if we're going back to Massachusetts or Las Vegas, and he had no idea what I was talking about. That is 100%. Yeah, well, I don't either, so. Yeah, it's for little tiny bottles of alcohol, like, whatever. Like, those are uh, 50 milliliters, which is a shot. It's, like, the equivalent to a shot. I'm not gonna. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, they make them. It's called pipes. Ooh, didn't think of that. Depends on what part of Massachusetts you're from. They're different kinds of pipes. That's right. <laughs> See, yeah, there's a big difference between a glass pipe and a glass dick. Well, yeah, like in Whitman, where we are, you smoke weed out of them, and if you go over to Brockton, you smoke crack out of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Up here, it's meth. A lot of meth and heroin and uh, opiates, yeah. all the uh, all the good stuff. I assume, without trying them, that I would be a huge fan of opiates. <laughs> yeah, that's because you need to shut your brain off, dude. My brain's already off most of the time, so I need things that upper me. the The lazy ones, I never would get into heroin or opiates because it, I mean I've tried it a little bit, not heroin, but opiates. But dude, it, I was like. I don't need to be more sleepy. I'm already sleepy all the time. I need something to wake me. Need some flow. Gotta get some flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when we start. That's when you start doing the one for the one and the other one for the other. Uh, I absolutely. Although I was in a lot of pain, I was also in shock, so I didn't really feel it. But holy shit, morphine is fucking incredible. Especially when they put you on the button, like every eight minutes or every fifteen minutes, you go deep like this, and then about. 20 seconds later, you're just out. That's what I could get in that. That's what drug addicts are heroin. Yeah. If I'm in the hospital, put heroin right in my eye because I hate the hospital. (laughs) I want to be just asleep for it. I never want to about to go about my day, not about to smoke heroin. Now, well, I don't think anyone who smokes heroin is just about to go about the office. They can be. Their day might not be like yours or mine, but they're about to go about their day. Hi, so here, shout, just, I didn't know this either, Jen. I thought it was exactly what what you were just saying. Like, I know people who have been heroin addicts before, and I've watched them. Right. And I've never seen them do anything So heroin. when I asked Bailey about it, because he had finally gotten off of it, we were visiting him, it had been like six years since the last time he did heroin. And I said, you got to tell me, because you survived, you got out of it, you got clean, now you have a good career. What's it like? I just, humor me, I want to know. And he goes... Well, first of all, there are two different kind of people. The people that you stereotypically see, which is the greater majority, where they go on vacation, and that just means they sit there for however long, they puke on themselves, whatever, right? He goes, 
there's another kind of person that I didn't know existed. His girlfriend at the time, she asked if she could do heroin with him. And he goes, it's not really something you do with. Everybody's just kind of in their own pod, right? So he goes, nah. He goes, she did it and she got super horny, super active and wanted to do shit. Like she was on other stuff. He goes, I knew it was clean. I took some too. (laughs) He goes... And I'll tell you this right now, for me, never got better sleep in my life. It is the only time where it empties everything out that usually keeps like a high-functioning, rapid-processing brain out. And I go, so what if you like died? He goes, that's the thing about heroin. When you're high on heroin, you legitimately do not care if you die. I said, is that why when like somebody's, you know, like asphyxiating... And they, you know, put him with an adrenaline shot to wake him up and they get pissed and try to like fight him and stuff. He goes, that's why they're still high on heroin and they want to be asleep and they don't give a shit if they die. He goes, when I used to go to sleep on heroin, I legitimately did not care if I woke up because it felt so good to just be numb like that. He goes, and then my, my girlfriend's right over there and she's like, She, I'm like, not only do I not need a house or clothes, I don't need life either. This is how good heroin is. Yeah, wow, that's quite the testament. <laughs> that's why you do it when you're 80. Dude, I'm like my little Miss Sunshine there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. I died, the grandfather. Sorry, if you haven't seen it by now, fucking fuck with me. That's great. That's fucking That is a great movie. But yeah, dude, what, what's that actor's name? He's fucking amazing. Um, the old dude that does the dope in the movie. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, I just had that's Alan. A- Alan. Um, uh, Alan. Alan Maker's Mark. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with Maker's Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great actor, though. I love that guy. I'll come in uh, really late. Steve Carell and Tony Collette. Yeah, what about him? I worked with them, actually. No, Little, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. for the right. That's right. They're the stars in that movie. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to look for that old guy that you were talking about. I worked with them on a movie called Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Yeah. Did you get to meet him and stuff? Yeah, I did. I met him and I met Tony Collette, Coletti, whatever her last name is. Yeah. Yeah, I worked as a production assistant and I helped uh, the Teamsters like uh, drive some camera trucks around and uh, it was cool. Have you ever seen the movie The Way Way Back? No, but I've heard of it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Sam, I'm having so many makers, Mark. Brain farts right now. (laughs) Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's in it, uh, which he's a great actor. And then uh, I love Sam Rockwell. We have not seen this. That's a good movie. You should check it out. I'm in the credits. (laughs) Oh, also Steve Carell and Tony Collette. Okay. Are you on IMDb? I am. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a picture? Oh, just a black outline. Just a black, uh, you know, silhouette. (laughs) Wow, this movie is a 7.4 on IMDb, and I am real serious about IMDb ratings, so that's great. They're definitely going to watch it. Yeah, and the writers of it, uh, they helped write, like, the Broken Lizard movies. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's cool. You worked on R.I.P.D. with fucking Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds? You got to meet them too? I did, yeah. They bought us sushi. It was rad. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, was back. I used to, I used to, I used to extort the paparazzi. I came up with this good gig because I'd work in Boston. All that. I probably should not be talking about this, but whatever. Oh, you're so fine. I'd be in Boston, and I knew a couple of guys from LA just from they'd come in on the different movies that I worked on to take pictures. And I was like, hey, how much you guys get for these pictures anyway? And they're like, well, you know, we get this and that for each photo, and if it gets printed in a magazine, we get a bonus. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, so what would you give me if I told you where we were shooting tomorrow? <laughs> and they were like, oh, dude, really? Well, let's go meet up at a coffee shop. We'll discuss it. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, I was extorting the paparazzi for a little bit. <laughs> little side. Uh, as you should. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Oh, yeah, let's talk about idol fucking worship, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I kind of thought the same thing, and that was kind of my... Uh, that was kind of my attitude towards it at the time. I was just like, all right, you guys are annoying as fuck, but if you're going to be here, I can make some money. So I did that, and I, I got to know a couple of them, and they were really good people. I mean, like anybody else, they're making money for their family and whatnot, you know. But, uh, but, but the people uh, on TMZ seem a lot respectable. Of like the debt collectors of the media. They are. Or those people. Yeah, yeah, they totally Like the are. bounty hunters. But when you meet one of them that is, like, really passionate about it, and he's a photographer in general, like, that's his main job. He's just a photographer, and he makes these beautiful, he takes beautiful photographs, you know? And then he's like, well, I can make some extra money because I live in L.A. There's so many movies shot here. I could go there. And it, that was his side hustle, to be a paparazzi guy. And, you know, he had a newborn, and... It was uh, it was interesting to get that kind of insight, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting way. I can't even imagine doing that as a job. Or... Right. No, I mean either, man. Me neither. There's something kind of endearing about the fact that nobody likes the paparazzi, but they still do it, and they're super passionate about it too. They're just balls to the wall, like I'm going to get this great shot, and they make money anyway. And they're like, "Yep," and I had a great day. Yeah, sure, every day you. they risk being punched or yelled at, and they're just like, fuck yeah, this is yeah. what I do. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, you say nobody likes a paparazzi, but you know what it got me thinking is, how many of these actors take a liking to them and make side hustles out of it? <laughs> like, uh, the female ones. You know, like, hey, I'm going to be here tomorrow. You're going to make this amount of money off it. Give me fucking 15%, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, send me the pictures first so I can approve them before you send them. Like, yeah. I would say that. Angles. Any angles. Girl, you have to hold the yeah. camera up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I don't know yeah Hollywood's a fucking weird thing that's a weird place it's like a microcosm yeah it's yeah. uh evil in my opinion it is I mean, yep. oh yeah. there's so much evil shit that goes on there yeah I mean yeah I mean well I mean you know you hear the stories about like if you want to go deep like the sacrificial shit and then you hear like a adrenal chroma or trafficking you just hear all this different shit going on in there and there is an element of truth to it you talk about like the casting couch and how deep does that fucking go? Right. <laughs> there is. It, I'm curious. What do you guys think of how deep that goes with, uh, not to get we're super dark, but like the, uh, yeah, the weird occult, like the, the human sacrifice, adrenaline cream, that whole thing. Do you think that really goes on? I'll say this. Symbolic? I'll say this, man. I've never seen anybody prove it didn't, you know? I mean, there's shit out there that it happens and there, you know, and it, yeah, it's a wild theory. Maybe not to that degree, but I don't doubt anything. I don't doubt anything. There are people that get way too close to yeah. you know, human child trafficking, and, and they don't talk. What about that chick in the Nexium cult? She was in fucking Smallville. Like that, uh, what was that? Yeah, this is Allison uh, Krauss. Yes. yes, yeah. I mean, she was straight up that in was a legit. fucking cult. Yeah, that 
cult leader was like branding the fucking girls with her with his logo and shit <laughs> well and dude i yeah i guess she was like a high priestess or something for him she would be yeah. recruiting the girls that would get into the cult but it was like it, you, what you just said about you know then they don't talk anymore it's like yeah look at chester bennington and chris cornell i literally were in the middle of a documentary yes. on la pedophilia and died within three months of each other and they were really good friends outside of that they would show up randomly and cameo in different songs that the set was doing and everybody loved it. Chris Cornell and Chester were really good friends. And at the time, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park said he had gotten clean, you know, again, because he was back and forth with the drugs and alcohol and he seemed to be in a really good place. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. There's been a lot of people that have committed suicide when everybody thought they were in their best place and there's there's a certain psychology to that because they're in a good place because they know that they're going to end it. And it's kind of like this like freeing thing for them, which is super dark. But well, that's the same reality too, is they both died in kind of the same way, didn't they? Yeah. 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 It's very strange. It wasn't it was like Brittany Murphy and her husband. Yes. Remember that? So yes. they died the exact same way a few weeks apart, I think. Yes. Well, what I'll say about no Brittany Murphy, Brittany Murphy had several stories that the media put out is I, I've heard a couple podcasts where it's like black mold and it got like into weird shit like that. Like just like, well, the next thing you're going to say is that it came from bat soup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. But didn't somebody move in like after that there was, I remember hearing a few shows about that too. And there was a lot of drama that was available to expose and people ate it up. I, I don't know if it's true. Dude, I think some of these people really do ritualistic things or sacrifice certain things, uh, whether it's an effigy or a fucking real body, who the fuck knows? But these people rise to stardom, right? Out of like, out of nowhere. And then when you learn more about their past and their history and how they were brought up, uh, I mean, they're, they're on this like weird inner circle. And it, it, it's almost like the black nobility. So many of them have it in their bloodline. Then they're not just random people. They're selected. Right. I, Morrison. I don't think anybody, hardly anybody at least, has moved to Hollywood thinking they're going to be an actor or an actress and actually done it and become an A-list celebrity. These people pop out of seemingly yeah. nowhere and they're instant stars. Everybody knows who they yep. are, like Brad Pitt yeah. or Angelina, Angelina Jolie or yeah, any musician, any, name any musician that's had a platinum record. They kind of pop out of nowhere and you're like... Or the huh. Mickey Mouse Club, Kids Club or whatever it was, yeah. bad show. Yeah. Monarch stuff. Monarch mind control. Is that what you're writing? Is that what you're uh, talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that whole monarch mind control thing is fucking wild. <laughs> it's really not. I mean, it is crazy, but it's not unbelievable. No, it's not. That's, that's scary. That's what makes it crazy because it is like it's fucking crazy and surreal and believable. That's what like what makes it crazy. Yeah, and there's so many movies that kind of uh, satirically show that, you know, like the flashing lights and they have headphones on and sure. they dose them with LSD or whatever. That's all things that actually happened according to the documents, if you want to believe the documents. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, And you can tell it, if anybody who's done a, a hallucinogen like that knows yeah. that's very possible. If you're doing the right things while you're on LSD, yeah. you will tweak your fucking brain absolutely so if they're doing it on purpose at high doses with other stuff i totally believe it because i've been been an eighth of the way there i guess sure yeah <laughs> that was clever 
<laughs> so you think that's what happened to Kanye when he acted out? He went to the hospital and they... Uh... Kanye, I have a hard time deciphering because I do feel like he was... I Sometimes they have people tell parts of the truth on purpose. Uh, you know, sometimes right. they just... Yeah, and... But with him, it's kind of hard because I feel like, I mean, he talked about his mother. He talked about how his mother was sacrificed and Michael Jordan's father, like he came out and was talking about this shit and he must've known it was in some kind of underground zeitgeist because people have been talking about that for fucking years and he just came out and said it like on recording, on camera, you know what I mean? And is that, is that, is that real? Is it organic or is he just being fed the script? Is he... I mean, there's so many ways you could go with it. I feel like with Kanye, he started really talking about things that were really happening. All right, but keep in mind, he has a fucking sad card. No, yeah, of course he does. Yeah, they all do. Neil deGrasse Tyson, actor, fucking, because they're actors. Yeah, man. Uh, Bill Nye, they're all. They are all actors. Oh, don't get me started on that guy. Or in yeah, the grass ties who died. I want your favorite people. Yeah, we can shred them. It's cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not worried. About shred that. whoever you want, bro. <laughs> now, when you're talking about uh, whether like things like Kanye West is, um, you know, he's actually saying true things or somebody's making. I think all of that, all of those are possibilities. They're actors on a stage. They all are, whether they're yeah. musicians or actual actors. They're all. It looks like they're all playing a part in this weird uh, cultural theater where they're being fed scripts and they kind of ad-lib sometimes, yeah. like actors do. Other times they stick right to the script and it's really fucking weird. And then other times they kind of go off course and go crazy and they're like, ah, it's creative process, you know. It just seems like a, a movie that you're watching when you're watching all this shit on your TV. Yeah, that started that interesting. Reality TV came out, too. Yeah. Remember, our lives were so boring in the 80s and 90s. We didn't have cell phones we didn't have anything really that cool i loved my life then, in the 80s and 90s <laughs> so me too i was just telling joe that i would love to go back there i at maybe in the mid 2000s i was like ugh, the 80s were the worst and now i'm like those were the best times dude but they were hokey you want to go back yeah, they to were when, hokey and they were main street you want to go back to <laughs> back to when pumpkin spit on new york there yeah what oh you don't remember flavor flaves show uh, ha, ha. yeah y'all <laughs> Fucking Flavor Flav Flav. He had a reality TV mm -hmm. show. He had a he had a bunch of women lined up for him. I remember that show. Yeah, he wore the huge clocker. Yo, yeah, fucking New York, that girl. New York. I love New York. She was horrible. She was Tiffany like was a treasure for MTV. A. B. I'm just. I watched it because it was on. That's a show that should have been canceled after the pilot. But it kept going, and people kept watching. And then people wanted their lives to be that way. So now, people pay attention to whatever the fuck the Real Housewives are doing. Right. And people care about what Kanye is saying. People voted for Kanye for president. How about, crazy. How about the R word that we've all brought up many times in the past one minute? Rigor? Reality. Reality. You know, reality TV. And the real world. And they're just selling for you. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're selling you this word. You know? Exactly. So you think that's reality. So you're like, well, my life sucks. It must not even be real. I just go to work every day. Everybody gets butt implants and, you know, <laughs> shit all day and plays games and swims in our mansion. That's super reality. And then they get really mad because their dog took a dookie on the floor and it's like the worst thing that ever happened. 
people stopped caring about their own lives and cared about the drama of other people's lives. It was really disgusting to watch people watch that show, those shows. It's like an opioid. It's like an opioid for stay-at-home moms. It's an escape. <laughs> well, if, who was it, Daniel Tosh, where he's like, we have a show in America called Survivor. That's a game in this country. It's like, meanwhile, he's like, the natives are like, could we have some bread? <laughs> no. I don't have any bars on my cell phone. I hate this island of Wahapui. It's like, that's a, that's a reality, quote, reality TV show in our country. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And I remember when those became, like, super big, when the internet first became, like, Wi-Fi, and people were getting direct TV or Dish, and that was the hot thing to get. My brother got all the channels, not Joe, the other one. And uh, him and his wife used to watch Big Brother on the hour every single time it came in. The reality house. And they got fucking into it. Even then, I was like, there's no way that these guys aren't acting. No, My brother like, knew that, too, though. To to defend Blair for once in his life, um, I, I don't think he, he actually then. thought it was real. Maybe not. But no, he did. And here's why. Is that he said, no, it's, it's totally real. Because at any given, and this was a perk to that show, was that at any given point, you could go on the website and log into the cameras and watch whatever they were doing at any time, 24 hours a day. Right, and the <laughs> said they they're very aware that, that was being recorded my point. all the time. He's like, you can like watch him fucking and stuff, and I'm like, well, there's why you like it. Yeah. I'm like, but at the same time, I I don't buy it for a second. Like they're 24 hour actors, and trust me, I would keep acting 24 hours a day if I was getting paid as much as those guys did. Dude, the script is uh like how how deep like scripting things go is wild. I worked on a reality show called Axemen. Have you ever seen that? No. no. Dude, it was like Suburban Axemen or something. I don't know. But I... It was like uh, Duck Dynasty for Massachusetts or what? Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, no, it was, it was popular with forest areas. Like, it was on like Net Geo no. or something. It was about loggers. Yeah, about loggers, basically. And, um, I, and I remember like just being a production assistant on this thing, right? And the story behind the episode was like this really touching story. And that part of it was real. There was this tree in front of this young couple's house. They just had a baby. And by the time it was two, there was a storm. The tree branch broke and cracked the baby over the head. And then you know, this part of it is actually 100% true. This fucking kid ended up being a genius. They thought he had brain damage and wouldn't live. It did something to his brain where it, like he ended up having some like fluke thing that happened to him to where he's like a fucking genius. So when I met him, he was like five and fully articulate, like a, like a probably like a 15-year-old kid. It was fucking wild. But that wasn't enough for them. They had to go ahead and start scripting these, you know, like what would happen during each episode. So one of the things I watched them script, they had one of the loggers from this local tree company go up a tree and they were like, hey, uh, put, put, just saw halfway into that branch. You're talking about a bunch of fucking yuppie producers that don't know the lingo of a tree company or whatever. They're literally talking to this logger being like, hey. Just saw, like, a little part of that bridge. So, like, you're going to step out on it, and it's going to break. And then, you know, you have your <laughs> harness on it, so you're going you're gonna to be swinging from your harness and shit. And that's what they would do. They would, like, literally plot these things out. And, to like, at that point, I was like, wow. <laughs> Think about a Nat Geo. That was, like, 10, 12 years ago, you know? So, hey, I, you know, I... 
It was now they just CGI. And then in editing, yeah. everyone's going to see that and be like, wow, that's crazy. That poor guy imagined what he was going through. Because as people, you try to connect with what you're looking at. And meanwhile, it's fucking fake the whole time. Yep. Everything is kind of fake. Yep. I do. I was talking to the uh, the parents in detail about their kid because I'm a writer and I, I'm a very observant person. So I like I have my own, you know, personal journals and shit. And I just write about my experiences over the course of my life. And so I was really interested in picking the brain of this kid's parents. And like, I do 100% buy their story and what happened to that kid. And but yeah, it wasn't enough for like the, the network. They had to go and script a bunch of nutty shit. Yeah, that's it. That's why I don't trust documentaries. So you take that's something that's supposed to be reality, and then you take a documentary that's supposed to be, here's what we saw on this thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why the the paranormal or the UFO ones. I, as soon as I see a lot of marketing for one of those, I'm like, they don't have anything. If they had something, it would be seen by three people, and it would sell itself across the world because it was that compelling that they're like, wow, they have something here. So when you see all the marketing for some of these movies, it's like, or documentaries, I'm like, ah. Or if it's a documentary about something (laughs) secret or something uncovered, you know that it's just what the government's allowing us to have. And we're supposed to feel special or brave for watching something that's on Netflix free for everyone to see if they have a subscription. Especially if it's on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, man. Did you guys ever see uh, that documentary Out of Shadows? Uh -uh. No. So that was back 2020, right? 2021? Yeah. Yeah, I, I never saw it, but I heard. I could send you guys a lot of people talk about it. I could send you guys a link. that. Could. It was a lot of really good points in that documentary, and they talk about, like, they talk about the root of the word television and how it is tell a vision, right? And so, you know, whenever they tell you something through the TV, and this is something I bought hook, line, and sinker from that documentary, is that they are telling you a vision. They're telling you what you're going to see. They're telling you what to see. Not what is actually happening. They're just telling you what you need to see. Yeah, that's an interesting play on words. It really is, man. Yeah, and I just, uh, yeah, to go back to what you were just saying, I think that's television doing. So you can watch your program, your programming. Yeah, and it just gets worse. I mean, they're channeling. They're programming you through channels. If literally called programs, yeah, Yeah. and channels. And we've talked about it a lot recently because of the whole AI thing that's been coming out. But think about like back in the whenever TV came out, uh, like that was in every house. Is that the 50s when like literally yeah. everybody had a TV? Yeah. So that was that technology. Everybody it knows the TV. Like Ultra like that era. Right. And so think about how what it was like back then, but from the perspective of somebody in the 50s and then how it it totally escalated and now we're in this point where we can't tell if something on tv is fucking real or not right it, it could be ai it could be biden saying something that's ai even though it's retarded we believe he probably said that but it still could be ai who fucking knows so to to tell i vision right now is so much more terrifying because you can do basically whatever you want and if it's put out on enough stations you can convince way more people that that's actually what happened yeah that's how are you gonna know that's fucking terrifying i mean i i did see a ai thing of uh joe biden talking and it was it was kind of decipherable but it's not going to take six months before it's not decipherable you know like this stuff is rapidly progressing at a fucking alarming rate 
<laughs> yeah. I'm if looking for my my Biden drops. Um, he is. There we oh, go. Man. I mean, he was for a while now. It's like, if you watch even just the videos of him as vice president, it's like a whole different person. If you look at when he ran, it was still more coherent than it in the four years, three, three years that he has actually been in office. It's like, dude, he has deteriorated so fast. So fast. People do that, though. I think that's normal, personally. Right. No, for I knew, I'm just like never been elected or president. Yeah. He's running again. He's running again. Yeah. Does anybody remember after Obama, when he, Obama was on his way out and Joe was vice, they had a fucking reality TV show series like of them moving out? Do you remember this? No. Oh my no. God. Yes, that was a thing. Are you serious? You. Yep. They had a reality TV show, like a little YouTube spot or some shit, whatever it was back then. I forget. Ew. About them. And it was like funny. It would be like, you know, Joe Biden making jokes. Showering. Like scripted jokes. Like What's better Obama? than Biden actually talking is uh, go to YouTube and look up bad lip reading. Oh, yeah. And look up anything oh, Biden because it's actually believable. This is what I mean about you know, not believing anything. If you look at bad lip reading Joe Biden, you would believe that actually happened because it's so close to the truth. So they do the, the hairy legs thing that he says. They do a whole <laughs> giant compilation of him. Obviously not there, you know, overdubbing whatever he's saying but then they do the hairy legs exactly as he says it he's like i have hairy legs and when they get wet the kids will wipe him down and then uh, pop what? right up and it's actually what he says but they still but put they it still up overdubbed it so hard and that's when he actually uh, stand and he was more articulate about his hairy legs now he does stuff like this put him uh, put... but that was bound to happen did anyone not think this would happen He's an old man. Why did you elect him? If anyone's listening who voted for Biden, fuck you. You're an idiot. Yeah, totally. Especially out of spite. I just because he didn't want the other two. Exactly. We have both voted third party because I'm like, I'm not choosing between the lesser of two evils. Fuck you, United States. I mean, the country's kind of cool, but your dual party system is bullshit. So I voted for... Yeah. But people were like, I'd crawl across broken glass to vote for Biden because I hate Trump. Good, but do did not pay attention to the last year. The media bashed our president for the first time ever, basically, for almost a solid year, ripping on everything he did. Granted, OK, he's Trump. He's an idiot. He sucks, too. I'm not a Trump supporter. But you were right. watching the media direct your attention one way and you're going with it. Wow. Good for you. Wake the fuck up. Retarded. That was a lot of people screaming, wake the fuck up. I've been listening to a work with retards. Yeah, I've been working. Well, I work alone, so I'm the retard. But, um, <laughs> fair enough. Fuck it. I've been listening to so much black pill shit, and I'm just like, yeah, spread the darkness. Ooh, don't put up retarded faggots. Spread the darkness. There's so much hope. Oh, ew. Says it's sunk. It's alter not not uh, on purpose, but our, our guests seem to alternate between more of a black pill and more of a white pill. And again, kind of gray pill. Like, there is great things. There are beautiful things in this world, and there are things that fucking suck. And to ignore the things that suck doesn't make you white pill. It just makes you ignorant. You're not paying attention to what's going on. Not that you should focus on the dark shit either. So that's why it's gray pill, because it's like, you know what? There's good things. There's bad things. Some things suck. It looks like we have hope here. 
don't have hope here. And you know what? We're still going to just wake up tomorrow, hopefully, and uh, do this again and try to talk about it some more. Well, we're all in this crazy roller coaster of life and we can't do anything about it. We have to just deal with the ride. Don't hate it. Why? I mean, you can. You can cower in the corner and scream or you can duck and dodge as you need to. Keep your eyes open and stay alert. But don't hate what's happening. I'm gray-pilled as well, I guess. But I'm definitely not black-pilled. I think most people are not what the media portrays them to be. I think most people are in our camp. They're willing to be open-minded, whether they have, you know, oscillated on one side or the other, where they're like, okay, well, I'm a huge Biden supporter. No, wait, now I'm anti-vax. I don't know what to think. I think those people are okay, too. We can all get along and not... I don't think most people are polarized like the media is trying to portray. Thousand percent right. Yeah. I think if most people actually got to talking, which they do, I, I mean, everybody I talk to is along the same line. Uh, very great build, very, you know, middle ground. And yeah, what you see on TV and the reactions you see on TV, the voting polls and all this shit, it's just all hysteria. <laughs> and yeah. Chuck, since when did it matter who you voted for or what your vaccine status is? Who, who cares? Can we all go have a beer and have fun and listen to good music? I think that's possible. It is possible. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't like actually uh, calling it gray pill because that sounds drab and like prison, which is some people's opinions too. Maybe we should call it sapia. It's more dark, burnt, sedity's color. Yes. Mahogany. Stood up. Sapia. I like that. Mahogany is what my farts smell like, according to Jen. Uh, Do you eat wood? Oh, that's... uh, (laughs) That's a sound drop. Giggity. I used to have a body odor that smelled like cedar. I want to smell your farts now. (laughs) No, I think she means the color. It's like a yellowish red color, which is disturbing for a fart. We we don't have to go there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That got, <laughs> that got wild. That got weird really real quick. Well, welcome to Liquid Bat. Pretty hard rock. Oh, boy. Guys, I do need to cut out. I know the missus already has uh, dinner ready, and I'm going to be going to bed shortly after. And I'm 100. The missus has the dinner ready. I'm going to pull the clothes off the clothesline and hit the, the sack. The triangle. What's and then, then we hit the water closet. Hey. It's going to go lounge on the duvet. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I, I know that she marinated uh, some chickens. My mom's marinating chickens. <laughs> they actually would go to that. No, I'm single. My dad died a few years ago. I can hook you up if you're into that swinging thing. <laughs> no, I don't have any pink flamingos out in front of my yard. Guys, thank you so much for having us on. Obviously, continue the chat, and we will have to do this again. I uh, would love to have you guys on uh, again. Would love to be on, man. Thanks for doing this. Oh, no problem. Enjoy your talk. Bye, everybody. Bye, Ben. Bye, Ben. Bye, but we'll try, to, we'll try to get on a fucking master debaters again. Oh, nice. You guys went over there with Matt. And- yeah, I chat with Matt. Um, he's like on the other side of the state, but I mean, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like the master debaters. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know Ghost from My Third Eye? Because he does kind of the same thing on Fridays. He does the tavern talks, and yeah. it's kind of the same as master debaters. I listen to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's got some good stuff. Yeah, we should get him on too. That'd be fun as hell. Well, yeah. Um, I think, uh, what was it, eight months ago, we hooked up with Davey Wavy. Nice. That was the, awesome. That was like four hours. Five hours of awesomeness. Yeah, definitely. Five hours? 
Yeah, it was like two episodes. We do like a long format thing. I don't know. We just talk. <laughs> God damn, that's long. It goes by quick, I promise. <laughs> Especially a couple makers Mark uh, nips in. Yeah. God, I don't even know how many deep I was that night. <laughs> I'm so glad someone justified nips. So I don't, obviously I'm on the complete other side of the country, so no one's here to validate what I'm saying. So he just thinks I'm making up gobbledygook nonsense words. And uh, nips was like... No one calls it that. I bet that's not a real thing. I didn't think you're making it up. I'm just like, that's stupid. They're called that's minis. Real time. Have you ever called a shopping cart a carriage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. They don't call a carriage. They don't call shopping carts carriages. No, not no, at all. No, we call them fucking shopping carts. If I asked you, if I asked you for a peanut butter and fluff sandwich, <laughs> if I asked you for a peanut butter and fluff sandwich, would you know exactly what to do? I would. <laughs> no, I was I was a hundred percent out of the loop on that. She was she came well actually she went to Walmart and was asking for, she's like oh, I found the peanut butter where's the fluff and the chick of Walmart's like they're like we don't have what corny are you talking here, about we like help me on a fluff <laughs> so then she came home because she was flabbergasted that the chick at Walmart didn't know that I made like, fun of her I was like oh she must have been slow I don't know what she said was yeah. and I, <laughs> No, no, I wasn't angry. I was like, oh, well, she works at Walmart, so maybe she's just... And I quote, she said, do you know what a fluffanetta is? Fluffanetta. 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 That's R at the end. Fluffanetta. All for you. So, anyway, I didn't realize there was such a giant gap between what people in just in this small pocket of the country say and what the entire rest of the country says. Oh, yeah. You know, it's weird, man. Like, I, and I was thinking about this years ago where, like, being in Boston, being in New England, I think I figured out why we talk the way we talk. And I think it's because if you think about the English language, they don't pronounce it ours. They don't. And they came over here. We're in New England, you know? So we're just generations of a bunch of fucking idiots. But it's like a it's like a lazy English accent, though. Yeah, it's it's like a different version of Cockney. If I have a sister like, I have a sister in Chattanooga yeah. that thinks that we sound Australian. That's weird. You sound Australian. Yeah. You used to drink. Yeah. You did. I used to turn Australian when I drank. He totally did. You guys sound like you're from Boston, for sure, not Australia. Yeah, Australia have this thing distinctly. Uh, Australia is like kind of the sub-cockney of England. And they go flying coy. No, I can't do it. That sounded British. They got wolf spiders over there. Camel spider. Oh, I got to uh, I got to apologize to our Australian listeners. Tim, Tim, sorry, Drew, sorry, you're great. If we put this out on our feed, you know it. You guys are cool. Yeah, are you saying Australians aren't cool? I know. I was stunned. Yeah, I said they were lower than Cockney English. Oh no way! The Australian accent is way better than the British accent. Yeah, hands down for me. It's the outlaw British accent. Yeah, that's a true prisoner British. It's like that. I grew up on a rape island accent. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to the Aussie accent all day. I mean, Mysterious Universe, come on. You're missing the point. You just, it's like butter in your ears. It's true. It's so good. I recommend as well. Crocodile Dundee, that's all I got to say. That guess a shit. Dave Hogan, Paul Hogan's the only Australian you know. I love him. <laughs> is there any other Australian? You know what's weird is that you people in love American accents too. Which blows my mind. Does anyone love the American accent? I don't think that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. something the media put out. No, they in America. It's a psyop. They wear a meme. Wear a big 
meme we're a reality show for the rest of the world you can go anywhere in the world though and if you're from massachusetts they will call you out on it they're like you're from boston it's true they know the region i mean i guess we kind of do too like if you're a southern person you know that's arkansas it's pretty obvious no offense arkansas but what midwesterners though you just don't know i couldn't even know that's southern canada I so I the Midwesterners is Southern Canada. They're like, oh, don't you know? Make me tacos. Now we're not talking talk. about the Minnesotans. Now we're not talking oh. about them, or Wisconsin yeah. or Wisconsin, like the Ohio's. The like I was I grabbed my cigarettes and went outside, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go rip a butt. They're like, what? Yeah. I'm gonna go eat an ass. That is so funny. My my brother-in-law said that to Joe. He's like, you you guys are ripping butts out here. <laughs> I said, so I moved to Indiana when I was 22 from Boston and I uh, went outside to smoke a butt and nobody knew what the fuck I was saying I was going to do. They're like, you're going to what? You're going to smoke a butt? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go that... smoke a butt. I'll be right back. These are people that are have never seen the fucking beach. Like, yeah. Pasty white. <laughs> I'm going to go rip a butt, bud. You want to come out there with me? No. <laughs> Sorry. You know, the Ohio accent, that's funny, because I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but uh, our big dumb mouth, I feel like I plug them every episode, oh, but they're my yeah, favorite. Yeah. yeah, so Mike has a uh, Midnight Mike shout out, buddy. Uh, he's got this funny Ohio accent that I noticed the other day, where instead of saying Colorado or Colorado, if you're from New England, he says Colorado. And instead of volume, it's Valium. So he says an A where the O should be. How did you say the state that Miami and Orlando is in? Say that state. But don't ask me geography. <laughs> and no, I just want you to say the state. I, it's the dick of I don't want to say it. Florida. Wait. Florida. Okay, so he's got more of it. Yeah. Florida. What? He said that AR instead of the OR. It's Florida. I understand when people don't speak clearly and concisely like every other Californian, apparently. They're better than us, guys. California is so much bad. It's just different. I'm like, do, do you say R instead of or? Like, when you say I'm going to go there or this, you say there are this. It's circumstantial, okay? Yeah. The words have different sounds depending on where the letters fall in the word or the sentence. Well, that's par for the course for English, I guess, in general. So, I mean, we say stupid shit, too. Like, we say Sierra Nevada instead of Sierra Nevada. I say Sierra Nevada. <laughs> or... Or, what was the other one? Uh, we technically should call Los Angeles Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles. No, I'm not brown enough. So <laughs> that's a strange place. So that place is gonna fall off anyway. I heard something about like um, certain, you know, obviously the fault line. You know, that so was an earthquake here today. Oh my god! They've been talking about this shit for thirty fucking yeah. years. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm glad you guys are okay, because that yeah. shit... We don't get that shit. It wasn't here. a bad earthquake. It was also, like, 100 miles away, the but it was a 5.5. It could happen is because an alert came up on my phone. Yeah, it, we didn't know about a thing. But uh, a couple months ago, or a few months ago, there were huge earthquakes on the coast, right on the fault line, too. Really? Also far away. We didn't feel it, but it's, like, the section that's about to chunk off. We're, we live in a place, like... I think we would be safe. We're not that's in the pit that's going to break yeah, that. And the rest, <laughs> the rest of the hour. We're on the east side of the fault line. We're good. Learn to swim. We'll see you in the Arizona Bay. Right? Just learn to swim. <laughs> Just tell people what part of the owl you are. 
Owlifornia. <laughs> oh, kind of, yeah. Pretty close to that, actually. What's that? Bohemian oh, Grove. No, no, no. That place. Wow. Let's go. Let's fucking peg each other and fucking wow. have some politicians. <laughs> Put you that dick in my know? ass. Women aren't allowed there past 10 p.m., so I wouldn't be able to do jack shit there unless they're being sacrificed. So I guess if you guys could break what out. You identified as one of the boys. <laughs> We're in the I don't know if that group is as progressive as the media portrays the country to be. No, they're not. They're grabbing your, your fake rubber dick and they're like, no, this is not. Say, <laughs> we're here. They smack you. You identify as a pile of bones. If this isn't warm, what is this? <laughs> oh, fuck. You ever seen uh you ever seen Nixon talking about Bohemian Grove? No. No, no I don't think so. He says some pretty bad shit. I well, I mean, he's just an old school, like bigoted type of guy. But he's like, oh yeah, that's where they do all that faggot shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't hear that. In that clip, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm quoting him, but that's not me. <laughs> what Funny, you think about that? I love thing? the bands. <laughs> At Bohemian Grove was like one of my first early two thousands. One of the first things I was like, what is this? Why is this a thing? And I didn't really believe it back then. I was just like, that's a weird thing. Yeah. What do you think is actually going on? That is actually a thing that happens. Whether you believe Alex Jones' fucking footage or whatever, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. That that group, that gathering, and that thing they do, the cremation of care, is a thing that fucking happens, yeah. as far as we know. So what do you think is actually going on? Are they, are they burning up a little infant body, or is it just an effigy for some weird symbolic thing that's just as weird as burning an actual human i don't know but i wouldn't be shocked if it was real i like a real human but i as you know i think it's probably an effigy but who knows i'm sure maybe over the course of time they've really burned some fucking flesh i mean i don't doubt it right they're sick why hasn't there been a documentary on this i don't know i mean well yeah alex jones as much as i think that dude is a fucking charlton but he um still funny though you got to admit. Oh, he's a riot. Areas. Yeah, he's a riot. He is funny. It's kind of like in the way Trump is funny. Yeah, they're like sadly yeah. funny. But so I, and when I say documentary, I don't mean like a a real one, just a fake one that's released so like that we have an idea. Have, have there Yeah, have there been something like that? Conspiracy Theory, the movie, remember that? They had all of that shit in there. We just watched it not that long ago. They went into the whole like Bohemian Grove thing. I think it's just called Conspiracy Theory. The movie. I think they just pay them off. They're super rich people. They're like, hey, cops, hey, FBI, hey, government, we can buy you out. We can literally destroy your lives. We're going to go sacrifice infants here. So please leave us alone. And they it. do. Yeah, I don't doubt they, that. They have to be doing that, though, because they act like they can hack our computers and get all of our data and look at us through our, com- our cameras on our phones. But they can't tell us what's going on in Bohemian Grove. Right. Come on. Well, it's super secret. Yeah, super cool. Why? What? What is super secret? They can take our privacy, like every private piece of information that we have. They can take that. Why? They can use propaganda on us, but they can't go to Bohemian Grove and tell us what the fuck that is. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't mean we can go there and experience it too. But why can't we know what's going on there? Well, like the whole Alex Jones footage. Like, why do we even know about that? Is that because they want us to know? Right, and that's that's the old debate with Alex Jones, and I'm not dude, ever going to talk shit on that dude because he's entertained me on OBDM more than I could ever we uh, yeah, pay him for. Yeah, no, he's funny, but in a lot of the things he says is true. Yes. That said, yeah, I do, I also don't know if 
that's part of the what we talked about on a recent episode. It's like a revelation of method where they're slowly seeding things yeah. out through certain channels to yeah. be like, get interested in this. Well, he's been doing it since the early 2000s. Like, who fucking knows? I mean, the frogs are gay. Turned out to be kind of true. It's kind of true. My taint's tiny. <laughs> they put it in your face. I think they're training us on how they want us to think. Yeah, they like want us to think a certain way. Yeah, it's the boiling frog effect. You guys heard of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it, it's true, man. Like, and before anybody realizes it, you're in over your head, and, and it's fucking boiling. <laughs> this shit's real. Once you hop out, you can't hop back in again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to just stay out there, and it's super uncomfortable because well, the water is kind of nice. It felt nice, and it, it kind of is like the monarch mind controller MK Ultra. They're just. They're just fucking brainwashing you slowly over the course of time to the point where you accept it. And charging you. And charging you. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> That's kind of what I was getting at earlier with, we don't know what's in these TVs now or our phones. No. We don't know what the fuck signals they're putting out. Dude. We're looking at TikTok or Facebook. Okay, besides what we're seeing and hearing, there could be a whole different element behind that like that you don't even know. Like there's like electromagnetic magnetic pulse. There's right. a, any yeah, or, or, it's something we don't even know. We might not even know what we don't even know. Dude, what about the whole five G thing? I mean, uh, you guys ever listen to Doctor Thomas Cowan? You ever heard of that guy? Yep, interesting fucking dude, right? He's like in a nutritionist who fucking works with like athletes and you know uh, all different people who are like you know peak performance type of people, and 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 he is dead set on the fact that a lot of what we're experiencing even through covid has to do with the 5g towers and you know the uh, emf the electromagnetic field and and it makes sense right like a microwave works i mean it's just rearranging your molecules and like why wouldn't it you know hey yeah they're if they put those every hundred feet away in a city how would that not affect the humans who live there and, and he talked about Wuhan. Wuhan was the first, I think it was the first 5G live, you know, area in the world. And and shortly thereafter, what do we have? A, a fucking bat in the wet market. Fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe that was put out because it was all created in the lab. Who knows? Like, yeah. it all could be just distractions. All of the information that's coming out, it's hard to discern which is what's true and what's not. But I think what's important at the end of the day is to still live your life and have fun and connect with people and laugh. I know that I sound like a gay person right now. Sorry. I mean, not like a fat yeah, person. Yeah, guys, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, we all love the gays. It's cool, guys. Fuck yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Ryan, put your dick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I think it's just important to just hang out and talk and have fun and forget about everything that the media is telling us. Yeah. I'm not saying that we shouldn't pay attention to... Uh, deceivement but we are like deceiving things well, you that they're putting out there you but, but if you don't even media. care Go but on. if you don't ever look at anything that's on the media at all nothing it won't affect you at all you yeah. won't have to pick and choose what article is real and what's not you can just be like oh i don't care about any of that i had a great day today with my friends and family well yeah and that's kind of how we were the last couple it's almost been a month probably now and we've talked about it also on the show but how we kind of both pivoted away from normal shows or things that we were paying attention to and just went to straight weird sci-fi audio dramas. And it's been <laughs> the best break from everything ever. 
And thanks again to Josh and Jonah from Truth Theater Radio because they are the ones that clued us into this stuff. And it's been fantastic. What the fuck is a sci-fi audio drama? Dude, they're just... They're like uh, TV shows for your ear hole okay. while while you're at work. Like if dra- dramatized shows. All right, so listen to Midnight Burger. Highly recommend. And Leviathan Chronicles. Midnight Burger, though, for Boston folk, they'll get it because it's really fast-paced, quick humor. That's what Boston people are used to. Sure. <laughs> That's a Lots of sarcasm. <laughs> no, it's great. Like, but what Jen was saying is like, if you don't pay attention to it, it doesn't affect you. I noticed that very well much in the yeah. last few weeks that's where true. i'm not i'm not focusing on bite like we you still see stuff if you're on social media you still see shit and you're like ah that's stupid it's so much easier to disconnect from that if you are not inundating your your mental focus into that all the time and i'm not saying you Very don't all together like i'm not saying just balance. don't pay attention who cares right. yeah yeah you should have a balance i agree with that but it should be a healthy balance of sort of taking it in but then pushing it away when you know it's too much instead of taking it in more because our community, our little fun community of like, we're conspiracy theorists. We like to dig into these deep topics. They've infiltrated that too, where they're like, oh, do you want to get super mad about something? We're going to make you mad too. And then we're going to divide your group. And that has happened. We've seen that. So sometimes you got to just take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm good with this. I love all you guys. Go do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You got to laugh. You got to laugh at it. And ignore it. I, I agree. Well, that's what we try to do on our show. We talk about the stupid shit, but try to laugh at it too, because it's really kind of funny and weird and stupid a lot of the time. Yeah. And we all have our own lives. We don't have to be distracted with the lives of others. And and what the media tells us is going to impact us for sure. It doesn't have to impact us. Yeah. Then yeah, phone. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> it hears everything. <laughs> oh, Zucker- Zuckerberg heard it for sure. You're getting gonna get an ad about a crystal healer tomorrow. Don't give a fuck about us. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's fucking doing jujitsu now. That's kind of what? Yeah, Shut- he won like a gold medal recently in some Brazilian tournament. Yeah, I thought he no, was he a surfer. Not. I will fuck <laughs> on his face. <laughs> I think Mark Zuckerberg is actually an alien. I, I mean, I've seen him try to like drink water or just look. Yeah, like a around, like, a room. Just, like licks the water. <laughs> yeah, he's so weird. <laughs> weird. I yeah, he's he's a weird dude. I I I don't know. He I know he was on like Joe Rogan, and I don't even dude. I don't know. Joe Rogan kind of weirds me out too. I don't know that whole show. I don't listen. Um, we've been over that. Yeah. He's got some great guests on there, but like there are people that he does not have on there and it pisses me the fuck off because there are people he won't have on there that have a completely different take other than the takes that he's used to having. Do you know what I mean? Who doesn't he have on there? Ryan Dawson's one of them. Ryan Dawson's friends with Eddie Bravo and Eddie Bravo is like a very open-minded dude. He talks a lot of shit about a lot of things. But he was supposed to go, Ryan was supposed to go on Joe Rogan's show and do his 9-11 stuff, which I think, I'm I'm deeply, like I said earlier, I'm into a lot of different 9-11 researchers. I think bar none, the best one is Ryan Dawson. Joe won't have him on. It's because he implicates certain people. And he talks about a, a certain state, you know, and... Uh, and he hats? Yeah. 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 And it's fucking retarded, man. It's stupid. There's things... You- so I- it sucks too because I love, 
I've always loved Rogan, even from the Fear Factor days. I've I mean, always thought he was cool. Me too. I got into him through Fear Factor and news radio and his stand-up. I was like, right, the stand-up. I've always loved his stand-up yeah. and still pushes the line enough. Yeah. And it's great. It's funny. Like, it, comedy is subjective, so fuck yourself if you don't think it's funny. It's right. funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But I agree with you with his show where, and I, I'm not the one to call anybody controlled opposition or a gatekeeper or whatever. Yeah. It just seems strange that after the Spotify thing, his show took kind of a turn yeah. and it actually happened before that. In my opinion, I stopped listening in like 2020, I think. Yeah. And it was just because he had these people on that were reinforcing what you would see on CNN or, uh, Fox and Ross Tyson. dude. Yes. Yeah. And I just kind of, I was like, I can hear this anywhere. I don't need to hear it on here. Like I, I come to Rogan for like a different opinion and he's kind of done back and forth since then, but from what I've heard, but I just, I don't have any ill feelings towards the guy. I'm interested in though. I mean, right. us, we go back and forth. We've had random spiritual people on, or we've gone hardcore into politics and 9-11 and we flip flop too. So I don't want to judge Joe Rogan yeah. for that. He can have whoever he wants on. I don't think he's controlled opposition at all. I think he just has a personal preference, and he also has a contract. I hope so. Yeah, he definitely has a contract. Hey, you know Dr. Shiva from Massachusetts? Oh, yeah. Hey, the dude is fucking... I, I love that guy. I love listening to him talk. Joe won't have him on. And he that dude has done more digging about the Twitter files than anybody. And, you know, he talks about, like, the whole vaccine stuff, but uh, he, he won't have him on, and Dr. Shiva's, like, pissed about it. He was on Sam Tripoli's show, uh, The Tinfoil Hat Thing. He was on there a couple weeks ago calling Joe Rogan a fucker, and I've never heard Dr. Sheba swear ever. And uh, he he's like livid at him right now, and I don't blame him because it's like, yeah, why the fuck won't you have him on? And then he talked about Joe's entertainment um, contract that he has with a certain company. Uh, the name escapes me right now, but I had a little, I had a little digging on his company, and it's a little... It's a little weird. Like, he's one of the only people, like, really represented by that company. And the rise of that company was based around his show. And I don't know. There's, like, a whole thing about it. I'm not saying he's control opposition, but I'm not fucking saying he's not. I won't say that. I, right. I, and that's I keeping you an open mind and holding yeah. to opposing ideas and while not accepting mind, either right? of them. That dude's an open mind. He wanted to have a conspiracy show on TV. Where it would just be like fucking UFOs and fucking ghost stories and like, you know, he wanted to get into other topics and they wouldn't let him and he dipped out of that. It doesn't matter what we think. We're fucking peons as far as like that. Dude. We're cattle. Fucking whatever. Whatever. But I mean, that's the point of doing this is yeah. it's the general people's opinion. Yeah, of, totally. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care if that dude would squash us like a bug. I don't care. It's like, uh, you know. I, I think uh, there are pe I well, there are. There are guests that he will not allow on a show, and I think, I don't think it's because he just doesn't want them on. I think there's a little more to it, because if you don't have somebody like Dr. Shiva on, or you don't have somebody like Ryan Dawson on, if you ever want to talk about 9-11, don't fucking bother talking about it unless you're going to talk to someone like Ryan Dawson. Like, don't do it. That guy's done more research and has more court documents and everything that you could possibly have from investigating 9-11. Like, if you're not going to have him on, then... Clearly, you don't want him for a particular reason, and it's not about the truth. What about Burmis? So the more I'm saying it, I'm like, yeah, he's the controlled opposition. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. The only thing I did, so to keep 
again, an open mind. I know how it is, and you guys do too, running a podcast. Now, imagine being a podcast that's like number one in the world and yeah. having a staff under you There's that. that literally does all the scheduling and all the everything. So at the moment- But he claims he does. I do everything. So I do the- ske- Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. I do all the scheduling. I do all the editing, all that stuff. That's one person. He has probably- And besides young Jamie, he's got yeah. an, a staff of like videographers or whatever and editors and all these things and people that align his schedule with everything- so that's not to like take the blame off him not having certain. No, people. I get it. I, get I guarantee you, we just the he literally doesn't even know about. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you, some people he doesn't even know who the fuck they are. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I know he knows who Ryan Dawson is because him and Eddie Bravo have had like an in-depth conversation about him. Eddie talks about it, but he's had Eddie on before, right? Yeah, he has yeah, Eddie on. Eddie yeah, they're, they're like they're like best friends. It's not Eddie that he won't have on. It's Eddie's other Rick, really good friend, Ryan. Um, yeah, I know you mentioned earlier that you might have Ryan on your show and I hope that really fucking happens. Yeah, I was just looking at my, my emails and I did have him scheduled, but we had to reschedule. So I got to look that up. He's in Japan. Do you know, um, I know. Yeah. You know, like the fresh and fit podcast, that whole manosphere fucking thing. Like, are you familiar with that? This? Uh-uh. I don't know. Like the manosphere is like a microcosm of podcast. It's like, uh. The Manosphere is like a whole nother genre of podcast and it's all about like protecting like, I don't know, the fucking like uh, the male image, whatever. I mean, whatever that is. Sounds but, gay. Yeah, I know it does. It totally sounds gay. And you know. saying that masculinity is not toxic, which is how it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't know. They go a little overboard sometimes and it's a little weird. Randomly, they had Ryan on. Ryan only went on there because they have um, like over a million subscribers, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck, I'll go on there," and you know, because he's like the most censored, one of the most censored journalists out there. And uh, it was a great episode. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Nice. Well, yeah. I'll Sorry, do- Maker's Mark. Sorry. What about Berman? <laughs> this episode's brought to you by Maker's. What about Jason Berman <laughs> and Loose Change? I, I, nah, I'm not into loose change. You don't like the Info Warrior? No, I don't. No, I don't. I, he talks about like missiles hitting the Pentagon, and I know there's that like shady footage of that thing that hit it, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I found a lot. I don't know. I had a lot of issues with the whole, uh, loose change thing. It's kind of to me in the same area as people talking about like, um, no planes hitting the thing or, Fucking energy weapon, direct energy weapons. The Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. Yeah, you know, I don't know. If somebody's into it, it's fine. And 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 I'm like, if you guys believe that stuff, I'm not making fun. I just there's so many things that are documented that were you know in court and that were real that we could go by instead of talking about all these other things. You know, I don't trust the courts. Yeah, they suck too. (laughs) But you took the words out of my mouth, and I'm not trying to be argumentative at all, but this is exactly where I got called argumentative with Dr. Joseph Farrell when he was on our show, where he was talking about all the research he does, and we've mentioned this a bunch of times on our show, sorry, but it's uh, he's talking about all the documents he's gone through and all the years of history and research and stuff he's done, and I'm like, so how do you like gauge which ones of those you believe? court records or documents or whatever how do you gauge that like how 
you've done all this research and I, I will give you that. You spent hundreds of hours, thousands of hours reading these things and coming to a zero opinion on yes. this. But how, how are you gauging which ones you believe and which ones you don't? Because half the time you don't believe the government. The other half you believe the documents supplied by the court. Mm -hmm. So I, this is why my mind is wide open. Because I'll believe anything, like you said earlier. Really good question, though. You were like, why do you believe the documents that you got from the government when, when you're tearing them apart? After That's taking it. six months to get the FOIA request, which I told you not to get and do. He was saying that the, that the information in there was super valuable and that he believed it, basically. And Joe asked a super weird question and then we got attacked by a troll very very upset really he said yeah no he said we were humanitative and unprofessional you didn't know who this guy was which is totally true we didn't like made a huge mistake obviously we are fuck off we had a huge guest on and had no idea how huge he was we thought it was like some guy from england yeah it was funny that's how we do our show that's you take it at face value that's good nah that's good he was super nice though we actually had a great conversation and this troll just thought we sounded argumentative but we ended up having a really good conversation with him was it a debate debates are cool yeah. no not at all no it wasn't even a Joe just asked him a question that some guy was very sensitive about apparently yeah. well that's the people that have their minds made up in a certain direction they're not willing to see the other side so they Get mad when something comes along. Question people. I, I would expect that if I said to someone, hey, so you're questioning the government, but you're making FOIA requests, and then you're going to take what they send you at face value right. and report that back as true information, I would hope that that person had a retort for me that would put me in my place. And if they don't, then that's on them too. Right, and that's not a conversation then. That's just somebody being an asshole. And it's like, okay. But do you believe someone like Julie Wood when she says direct energy weapons hit the towers? <laughs> no, so I believe her as much as anybody else. I believe her as much as somebody who says uh, 19 hijackers flew these planes into the building. I'm not really with her. What's her reasoning for saying direct energy weapons hit the tower? Or like, what's her proof there? Um, I would have to go back and watch what she said. I was, re I, I don't remember it. Oh, oh, so it's okay. I'll look it up too because I've never actually heard of her at all. She's both like uh, she's I I believe she is a former CIA. I could be wrong about that. Oh, you that man, yeah. you can totally trust her. Right, exactly. But what yeah. if the technology is real? <laughs> okay, so let me ask yeah, you a I question. I, I know direct energy weapons. Yeah, Starlink. Are they real? I don't think they're down the towers with them, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Hey. Right, that's that's where you get into how far ahead are these people? Very, you know, as far as decades. And if you want to go super fucking far, that's totally possible. That's why you can hold that in your head as a possibility. What do you guys think? I know we're kind of like collabing here, so I'm gonna ask you fucking questions. What no! do you think about? Uh, what do you think about cloning? Because that was been uh, that's been kind yeah, of that's a big not new thing, thing dude. I think they've been leaking that in movies and shit. I do believe in cloning. I do think that's real. And when you see things like uh, what was that uh, that more recent, not Get Out, but Jordan Peele's movie yeah. after that, they nope. us nope no not nope it was them us. <laughs> them is that what it was them they them us God they did it right with the, like the trans media yeah. to make it super confusing for everybody. I do believe in cloning. I do. Yeah, that's a real. thing. So how, how far back do you think that goes, though? 
you know, it could further back than I probably believe. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so, they were talking about cloning sheep in the 90s. Remember growing up in the 90s, like yeah, they were talking about cloning sheep. Yes. So, yeah. so if that was uh, leaked very publicly to the mass audience yeah. in the 90s, sure. how long were they working on that before that became a reality Here. as far as we know? So that's what I mean about all these technologies is you don't know how far back it goes. When we were first... They cloned Hitler. <laughs> yeah. And I made it suicide and the other one bounced to Argentina. <laughs> well, the, I was at the plate when you were talking about... Oh, hold on, no, no, keep going. Keep going, Joe. I'm sorry. I, that was... All right, one of you guys go. I just jumped on both of you. No, Brian, go for it. Yeah, you were on a roll. My, my, I, my idea was that before there was the technology, it would be done by secretive mass insemination like one guy's come going into like a thousand like vessels and then trying to find like the most genetically come like you know close to you that would be the earlier form of cloning i would picture since it goes into deep underground military bases which you know oh apparently there's one right by where we live right by mount shasta yeah oh do you really yeah, it's an hour away. I have questions about that, but I don't want to digress while you guys are making points. Sorry. Well, yeah, deep that. underground military bases, I was just saying, we might land by one, but keep, continue. Well, are you familiar with David Politis and, like, the missing 411? Uh, yeah. We live in Bigfoot country. We live in Bigfoot country, for real. That guy fascinates me. He could be an engine, yeah. too. I don't know. But the whole, like, the disappearances at Mount Shasta, like, all the documented things, like kind of wild but people yeah say. people are there one second and not there another second yes. are, have you ever uh heard of the theory of that the world is rendering around us as we observe it I've heard so of that. If there's no one there to observe it and a little kid just runs out there and it's not rendered they're like just deleted oh wow like the matrix like no like skyrim skyrim like any video game or like zelda you go off the map yeah i get it yeah, that you respawn though. Don't worry. They had, they, had a, incarnation. they had a clipping issue during the uh, Philadelphia experiment. Oh, Al Beelik. Oh, there you go. There was clipping in the boats. You ever seen Al Beelik, the guy who supposedly survived the Philadelphia experiment? Talk about it. And all his little side notes. Dude. That's a trip. Whether it's real or not, that dude's story is amazing. He went into the future where there was yeah. no more government and AI is what everybody listened to, and no one had jobs, no one had worries, and it was all hunky-dory. This dude told that story in the 90s, like the early 90s. Yeah. He woke up from the Philadelphia Experiment. He jumped off the ship with his brother, and they woke up like hundreds of years in the future. And, and he talks about how there was like, no, it was like a one-world government, and there was a... God was basically this AI, and you had to wear high vac suits to even be around it because it was like nuclear or had some kind of form of radiation and i don't know why yeah it's a crazy story and while this trip ship was traveling there were people that jettisoned off of it yeah and jumped into the unknown yeah i just got real messed up didn't some people reappear back in the ship like half in the ship yeah fused with the the yeah. The actual... And she's back with that reality. That's pretty metal. Pretty hard rock, too. Yeah, that's a good metal album cover right there. Right. Can we come to cool. some of you guys and, like, hang out in Mount Shasta and eat mushrooms? Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Let's do that. <laughs> it's been years. See if we get abducted. <laughs> I used to live over in Tacoma. Yeah, it's pretty woodsy. Yeah, that is woodsy. I think I think we're all being abducted at night in our sleep Maybe. to some extent, whether it's astral or whatever. Astral. I go I go places that are not here. I don't know. Do you? Do you? Oh yeah. yeah. Our, do you leave your body and shit? Our I mean, in a dream state. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with like the whole astral projection thing. It's kind of nuts. So uh, it's scary shit. But if you think it's just your your little soul pod, you know, just floating around, then it's not really that bad. You come back to your body yeah. until your body dies, and then you go who knows where. But so, have you ever thought about so in a dream, a dream that you can recall when you wake up here? Have you ever thought about the fact that we don't think about our lives there all the time? I would say it's very rare if you actually do, but you just jump into this body and you're like, I'm doing this now. And you have a different family and a different house and a different thing that you're doing. You don't think at all about your kid or your husband or your wives, girlfriends at all. You have a whole different life. So I was thinking that maybe we just get to soul travel for a minute for someone who's maybe an NPC or just isn't really that with it in that moment. Maybe they're not developed brain-wise. So we get to just hitch a ride and hang out and see what they're doing in their life and just like live inside of them for a minute. I'm pretty sure I I transfer to a Down syndrome person every night because I'm always very confused about what's going on around me. Like what, why am I, what is it? A hundred times smarter. I know exactly. I'm like, I have a, I was a soldier last night. I got shot in the neck and I just held my hand there and I'm like, dude, it's okay to kill these soldiers. And I Are you sure you weren't a dude in that dream? I was a hundred percent a dude in that dream. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't a girl. No, I was a dude. I was an Asian soldier. I was actually on like a aircraft carrier in the Pacific Ocean, I think. And I was Asian. And a guy shot me in the neck, but we had this whole plan, whatever, this boring dream shit. Oh, that's not boring but, at all. You you had a plan with this dude in your dream about how the fuck you- He were. crept up. He crept up and I knew that I was I had to kill the people behind me. And he presented his gun and I was like, cool, you got your gun. I got my gun too. And then I turned around and the soldiers saw us. So I pointed my gun at my friend who was also a spy and he shot me, but like by mistake. And then he killed the soldiers. And then he was like, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm going to hold my neck here because I don't see any blood. So maybe it will just go away because I'm really smart in my dreams too. And that's how gunshot wounds work. That is a real dream. That's a sound clip. I'm really smart (laughs) in my dreams. (laughs) No, I'm a fucking retard in my dreams, but they're very exciting. That was beautiful. I love it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, when we were talking to Davey Wavy, fucking Kevin and him ended up talking about their astral traveling experiences and i wish i caught it yeah yeah oh was it recorded no it was after we were done and then all of a sudden these two got into it because this motherfucker leaves his body all the time and apparently davy wavy does too yeah we haven't really talked about it much on the show i don't know it's it's a weird thing to talk about people are just like yeah okay whatever dude <laughs> have you ever encountered um other people all right have you yes. ever encountered guardians that want to push you back into your body uh yeah yeah um i've i've encountered dogs that uh serve as kind of guardians um and some and some of them scare you back into your body and then some of you don't let let you go to certain places and then some of them are just around you while you go to certain places 
it's weird. It's it's like circumstantial. Um, and yeah, I've I've met other beings that seem like they have good intentions. Um, it's it's interesting, man. Like so, since I was a kid, I experienced like sleep paralysis at a very early age. Like, and I only remember it because it was fucking traumatic. I was probably like four, and um, I'd I'd have these sleep paralysis, and things would come into my room. And they'd be these dark shadow figures or like a straight up like just demonic looking thing. And it scared the fuck out of me, obviously. But I, it got to the point where I would try to like shake myself to wake up and I would come out of my body. And so this would go on for years. And I, I've, I've had like night terrors and all these other things. Uh, but yeah, like through the sleep paralysis at an early age, I realized that I could get out of my body. So by the time I was like 13... I realized if I had sleep paralysis, I didn't have to deal with it. I could just get out of my body. And at that point, I was used to like, it's a very, there's like this, it's hard to explain. There's like a vibration. There's this very strong vibration. So what sleep paralysis is, I've had sleep paralysis forever too, so I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what, and I know, like with the vibration. I've never, yeah, where it goes, there's like a vibration yes. that comes or, or a color, but you feel like everything yes. around you is vibrating. Yes. I have never once thought to leave my body. So I am enamored by the fact. So please well, keep going. So like I love most, this idea. Well, the most comfortable thing I ever did is when I got out of my body, I experienced total freedom. And by like, I don't know, I don't know how many times it took me to like not be scared of it. But eventually I got the fuck out and I started like attacking the things that were scaring me. And then it was like nothing on the astral realm would threaten me. And then I just started to explore it and I started to meet other things or people. I don't know if there are other people leaving their body or whatever the fuck it is, but I would just meet other beings. And when I was a kid, I was like kind of like, I, I was kind of a violent kid, but not like an asshole. It was more of like a... Typical Massachusetts kid. I yeah, it was like, if you fuck with me, I'm going to, you know, it's whatever. But like, I always wanted to have fun. And then if somebody put a dent in my fun, I would lash the fuck out. And so I would wander around in this astral realm and I would do what I call now the three F's, uh, the fly, fuck, and fight. <laughs> so I would like fly, I'd fuck, and I'd fight. <laughs> Uh, that was like a good time. That was like a Massachusetts Christmas. <laughs> oh God, I get. Oh God, I guess it is. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's, it's a it's a trip, man. And like whether it's some form of dreaming or whether you are leaving your body, it's real. You know what I mean? It, it could be a dream. You could be really leaving your body, or maybe both. Whatever it is, it's very fucking vivid. It's real because of the emotion attached to it, I think, especially yeah, with dreams yeah. where there's a dreams are not explainable to other people and they're boring because it's like telling someone about a really mundane thought that you had that really affected you deeply and trying to get them to feel that as well. If they have no um, no reference point besides just how you felt in that moment, it doesn't really make any sense. That's why dreams are so profound in that way. I had a super similar thing happen where um, I had a dream where uh, I saw a bunch of people floating on beds. I woke up and I was on a bed and I was in the astral plane, I believe. And I saw another dude that was awake and we tried to touch hands. And as soon as we tried to touch hands, a demon came up to me, but it looked fake. It looked like it was trying to just scare me. And it had ears like dog ears stitched onto its head. 
And it was like, blah, blah, blah. but what I do in dreams, so I don't astral project. I don't know how to do that. I, I just scream. I scream as loud as I can because I know Joe's next to me. Awesome. And I know if yes. I scream loud enough, I'll sound you. like a retard. I'll be like, no. Oh, my God. But in my dream, in my dream, I'm kicking ass. Like, I'm doing great. Sure. But I just sound like a, a moron. And Joe just goes, wake up. Yep. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, that's, retard, wake up. Dude, but I remember that guys. he's there. Oh, dude, that's, I'm sorry. I, I'm like excited that you just said that. Like, that's amazing, you guys, because my fiance, Kelly, whenever I go through the same exact thing, and Kelly is always there to fucking wake me up. No way. That's yes. awesome. Yes. Rad, dude. Yeah. She's like, okay, wake up, stupid, you weirdo. Stop, yeah. uh, stop well, fighting on the astral plane. Yeah. Definitely yeah. stop fucking on the astral plane. Um, Kelly <laughs> is probably not excited about that. Well, I have not fucked on the astral plane uh, like since way before I started seeing Kelly. <laughs> okay. But, uh, uh, no, because it doesn't for you. Uh, well, I got a very heavy warning once. I stopped traveling for about four years until, until about two years ago. I know it's probably confusing, but... Um, so like years ago I was in the astral plane and I had this like really tall, I, I don't experience fear in the astral plane. Right. I told you I had plenty of practice. I would fucking take down anything, fight anything, fuck anyone, whatever. But this situation happened that I, oh my God, I can't wait goosebumps thinking about it. Like it's, it's wild. Um, so I got out of my body. I was walking down this like really dark path heading towards my mother's complex where she lives. Um, my mom is like a saint. Like she's an amazing person. And um, people from all over the world call my mom with prayers because like they, it's, I, I won't go any deeper than that. My mom is a wonderful woman. Um, so I started going to visit her and this thing was in the middle of our path. It was like probably 12 feet tall, really skinny, wearing a cloak. His face, I could see it, it, it had a hood on, but its face was just blackness. It was empty. It was dark. It, like there was nothing there, but it was a face. Sounds like death. Yeah. So what it did, it, I walked up to it and it scared the fuck out of me. So I went to hit it. I like, you know, deflected. I was like, fuck this thing. I went to hit it and it, it grabbed my, my hand. It immediately, I experienced like an amount of fear that I can't even quantify or put into words, but it grabbed me by my wrist. It bent my wrist and it put me to my knees and it, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. This is, it's real to me. So I'm sorry. This thing fucking bent down and got in my face and was like, we're taking him with us and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it. That's all it said. And I had this like shock would just wash over my body and I wanted to be back in my body so bad that I got, I just threw myself back in my body and I woke up and my phone started ringing and it was six in the morning and I looked at my phone and my sister's name is Faith. And it said my sister's name, you know, on the caller ID, Faith. Before I even woke up, I was saying my sister's name. Like, I forgot that part. But when I got thrown back into my body, I started going, Faith, Faith, Faith. And I like, my, my, my hands were wrapped in my headboard and all tangled up. And uh, my phone rang. It woke me up. And it said Faith on my caller ID. I picked up the phone, 
six in the morning. I'm like, hey, she's like, hey, did you hear what happened? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What happened? And she goes, Father Mark died in his sleep. And I was like, what? Like when? And she was like, just a few hours ago, mom just called me and I'm calling you. I'm like, Faith, I, I got to go. I'll tell you later. And I hung up. And I don't know if it sounds anything to you guys what it is. <laughs> you know, it was just a wild experience. Like this thing really like scared the life out of me. It told me. Was Father Mark someone super important to you? I'm sorry, I'm not. Yeah, he was. Like, I, and as far as like religion goes, like I grew up Catholic, but like I've delved in many different things. And I, okay. I, yeah. And, um, Father Mark was very close to my family. Um, and when my dad passed away, he was, you know, there and all that stuff. Like he was just around, you know, small town, you know, and we had a parish. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, it was such a surreal thing for this, this, this demonic entity to scare the fuck out of me. Tell me we're taking him with us and there's nothing you can do about it. And I start saying faith, throwing back in my body, my phone rings, it's faith. She tells me like Father Mark just died. Like it was just, 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 just you know. I get it. I don't think the demonic entity really took the father. I don't think so. Either. I think no, I don't. He just no. knew that would happen and was trying to scare the shit out of you, knowing perfectly well that you were going to wake up in your body and think that. Yeah, I think so. Then you would travel back on the astral plane. One of the archetypes yes, of death absolutely. is obviously fear, so that checks out that a death is going to cause fear in you. So afraid that- of well, death, be- and humans are very easy to scare. Well, like, it had me thinking many things and like, that's what something like that would do, right? It would like trick you into like really questioning things. And I started thinking like, God, was he a pedophile? Like, did he belong in hell? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, shit. Like, I just started thinking about that. Like, God, maybe like, maybe he was a piece of shit. But the guy that I knew was a very fucking beautiful person. And so I really came to the conclusion that it was really just playing a trick on me. It was like, yeah, we're taking him with us. But, like, I don't think that happened at all. And it took me a few years to bounce back, like, to get back into astral travel. So, like, you know, over the course of years, I would, I, I, if I want to astral travel, before I want to go to sleep, I'll get tired, I'll get droopy-eyed, and I'll just lay in a recliner, and, and I'll just sink into, like, that paralysis and then come out of my body. I stopped doing that for a few years because of that moment, you know, because of whatever the fuck that was, but... That's fair. Damn. Yeah. It was heavy. Sorry, guys. I hope I'm not boring you. No, No, not at all. I love it. I love that shit. I am a person who loves listening to other people's dreams. Maybe that makes me a boring person. Or maybe listening to other people's dreams is fucking cool. Stop calling it boring, everyone out there. Yeah, I agree. And I I wouldn't make that shit up. So, like, it just is what it is. It happened. And that's what I. Everyone's experience is different. Just because I wasn't there and I can't experience it does not mean that it's a boring story. Everyone wants everything to be about them. I'm not saying you guys. Yeah, just No, you're right. People who listen to dreams, they're like, ugh, that's so boring. Like, why? Because you weren't there? Sorry, you can't understand. Bye. Yeah. Never mind. Well, there's a lot of people who are very self-absorbed, too. And, like, yeah. they want that attention. And they, the people, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, Or they can't understand anything that's past them. They can't open their mind to, like, understand a thing. I've never astral traveled before. I have crazy dreams that are very, very vivid. 
Yeah, I astral traveled in a dream once. I guess, does that count? A witch held me captive on a bed and told me to astral travel. That happened. That counts. And then, so then I closed my eyes and I saw that there were pine trees outside and they turned bright blue, like a teal blue, a color blue I don't even know how to describe. And I was too scared and I came back because I was a wuss in the dream. Yes, that's your boring dream from Jen today. No, that's not boring. She don't like cyan. It's interesting. <laughs> what are you going to get? I'm a you? magenta girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. I, I Not to digress too much, but um, Ben, is that who we talked to earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Joe's bro- um, our bro- my brother-in-law, Joe's bro. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Right on. I had no idea. Sorry. <laughs> he, he was saying that you're a musician. And that you write music, uh, not so much. Yeah, I didn't want to. Back when I had time, when I was homeschooled, and had all the time in the world to fuck around with music, yeah, I did a lot of it back then. But so much, not so anymore. Said Yoda. Wow. <laughs> right on. Profound. <laughs> well, I, you know, he was explaining like the dynamic uh, between you guys and the show, and I, I, I thought it was really cool. It was like a unnecessary dynamic where he's not really into podcasting he doesn't really listen to it and you, you guys kind of do and you, you kind of have that like dichotomy between each other and you've created a cool podcast and we lived together for a year and a half almost two years in a very close quarters and we, we taught our kids to, uh listen to podcasts after starting the show i guess because i'm like Dude, if you want to know more about what we talked about tonight that you're like freaked out about, just go listen to this this show and you'll figure it out. Ever since then, he's been kind of a podcast podcast <laughs> podcast guy. It's fine to say, oh, okay, our little fireside chats that we have every night, these can be recorded and we can do these with other people across the country and yeah. other people might like those. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I, you guys, uh, like the episodes you do and just the different variety of guests you have is, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's all, it's all fucking Russian roulette with guests. I just, sure. I load one in the barrel and we fire it off and see whose head it hits. You have a so title like it's a hard rock life. You'll be surprised how many rap rock acts you got. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. No, unfortunately, it's just some dumb dick joke, but yeah. But dude, we got to get out of here. But before we do, I want to hear where everybody can find you because we're going to put this out on our feed too. So where's the best place to find you all? Well, we're on Spotify. Um, mostly, I, 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 you know, we're already on Oregon. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I think we're on Amazon. We're about to be on a couple. Uh, I got a couple Rumble channels coming out. Yeah, I got a bunch of live shit that I've recorded of other bands and like. You know, I, I run out and I try to capture everything out there that's beautiful so I can share it with everybody nice. without getting in trouble. And I think that'll happen on Rumble. He's an audio slut. We love it. I, oh. It's a tyrannical whore when it comes to audio. <laughs> Voter. And uh, yeah, so basically mainly uh, uh, Spotify right now and we're going to be launching our clips on YouTube and stuff. We have a Reddit page with three fans and we have a Discord page where a couple people just Shit talk. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shit talk. <laughs> That's great. Where where can everybody find you? Oh, at, on all the places and Rockfin if you want video. Sometimes on YouTube and it's Telegram. Legit bat. Instagram. Yeah, all the places. Is it Legit Bat Pod or Legit Bat? I always want to forget. 
Instagram. Oh, just at legit bet. At legit bet. Are you guys on the the grams? Yeah, yeah, we are starting to pop up on Instagram. There's a couple <laughs> clips up, yeah. Couple clips, not many, but oh, okay. we will be. Come hang out. Well, yeah, send me your uh, your links, too, so I can put them in our show notes. Also, send me the file for this, because I was not recording this whole time, so I hope you are. Right it's it's going to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Files on files. <laughs> you, well, you wouldn't yeah. let me record. I hit record earlier, and it said, uh, permission needed. I'm like, well, fuck the so Instead of hitting send request, like he could have done two hours ago, he just hit close. It's, he said there were requests. Wow, wow, send wow. Me the file. Edit. What it? Well, hey, you know, is there anything special you want to be played out to? Oh, man, you're going to keep nope. me up that quick. No music. Oh, no, whatever you guys want. We're not a band. You can. No, we want to do it however you do it. Flavor <laughs> uh, Flav. Who's your favorite? Oh, yeah, Flavor Flav. Oh, dude, what was that spinoff? Oh, I love New York. Oh, my God. I love New York. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Her theme song. Hey, can we do this again? Ever. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it. You guys are amazing. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thank you.